On today's episode, in honor of the new year, yes, it's a little bit late, we're going to be doing some New Year's resolutions, what the Padres and yourself should do and avoid for this upcoming year, the legendary 2024 year in Padres baseball. Let's get started. You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, January 17th. As always, I'm your host with sometimes occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. Follow me on Twitter at Javapeno, that's J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O, or at L-O underscore Padres if you want only Padres-related tweets. Uh, Going to start firing up that account a little bit more now. It's been a weird off-season, you know, we just got past the new year in December and all that, but we're ramping up. I know it doesn't feel like it since we're a while off. I know, it doesn't, but we're that's what we do on this podcast. We continue always talking Padres baseball for the moment three times a week, and when it gets a little bit closer to the season, five times a week. Feel free to also check out the YouTube, Lockdown Padres on YouTube, uh, if you want to see the sweet, multicolored and colors you wouldn't expect hoodie that I'm rocking today, or say hi to Tatis. Um, fun episode today. We're going to be talking about my kind of resolutions, some little proclamations that are a little bit for myself, frankly. Uh, a little bit for myself, but I think for listeners as well and viewers, uh, just because I think that this Padres season is going to be one of tremendous change and a lot of unknown, I think. And it's going to be weird that this is a team that is operating uh, a little bit more small market based on what they've done this offseason. Um, but they're the rare example of I actually think that that's okay and that's a prudent uh, strategy given their circumstances. So this should be a lot of fun and a nice little episode to start off the week. Today's episode, guys, is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets fully guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. bet, bet. Uh, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Let's get started with the list, ladies and gentlemen. We're, we're wasting no time here, folks. No more time. No more time is a waste. And the first proclamation I would like to make for Padres baseball for 2024 is no more aging washed guys that you're, that you're signing based on name value almost exclusively. Okay. This one's a bit obvious. A lot of these are going to be obvious, but I feel they should be reiterated, and hopefully they will entertain you. Um, when I say this, I say guys that you are bringing in hoping that they still have a little bit of ounce of baseball left in them. You know, Billy Bean and Moneyball. I want to milk the last bit of baseball you got in you. Let's stop doing that. You know why? Because, got to repeat it again, I apologize, but every batter, that, especially batters, that get to the Padres, stay the same or get worse. And I don't want to double the chances, seemingly, of them getting worse by not only them joining the Padres, but also being old and past their prime. Um, players that immediately come to mind. Robinson Cano. No hate on what the guy may provide to a clubhouse. I'm not saying that. Like, And, and we did make the playoffs in 2022. Uh, but it wasn't because of him. Um, but he wasn't any good anymore. He just wasn't. Um, it was kind of cool to see him from a nostalgia point of view. Uh, for me personally, it was just kind of odd. Like This is a guy that I grew up kind of watching in a lot of ways on the East Coast. Um, but no more players like him. No more Matt Carpenters. No more Jake Arrietas and Vince Velasquez's and Nelson Cruz's. Nelson Cruz 
admittedly, I was wrong, which is why I said at the top of this, these are also for me too. Uh, I was a little bit excited about Nelson Cruz because I thought in a platoon situation, he could be quite good, and he wasn't. He was really bad, and almost all of the production he got at the beginning of the season was BABIP, you know, ground ball sort of related, right? So you don't want that. I think the Padres, if you're going to do that, in my opinion, I would just rather go and bring up someone from this farm system. I'd rather take that chance a little bit, especially if it's someone who's a little bit closer. I don't want to force the issue on prospects, but I'd rather do that. I'd rather take guys that just might be a little bit exciting, might not have had as much of a chance elsewhere, right? I've talked about Keenan Milton as a reliever I'd be interested in for the Padres signing this offseason. Um, now, granted, that was before Matsui and Go and, and all these guys, right? But before that, I was like, this guy hasn't had the most opportunity in the world, and he's succeeded in small stints. So those are the type of guys I prefer to target. Um, I think that relying on these old veterans to thin out your roster because you went so top-heavy is a mistake. So I do not think that the Padres should be doing that whatsoever. And I think most people will agree. Let's not do that. Let's not make some desperation play for... I don't know who's a, a Corey Kluber, right? Like Corey Kluber's still out there, I think, if he hasn't officially retired. Let's not go down that route, right? That's usually not how winning teams think about it. What winning team signs players past their prime and it ends up working out for them? It's very rare, in my opinion, anyway. So that's my first one off the list, guys. The second one I want to talk about is just again, and this is like. This one needs to be engraved in stone for not just the Padres, but every fan base. No more chunky contracts for big relievers. Um, I love having a great bullpen. It's awesome. It's really exciting. But I just think it is so damn volatile. And I'd rather do similar on a more granular level what the Padres did this offseason. Instead of taking the chance on someone like Scott Barlow who I think could be very good this year. In fact, I actually think he's going to be very, very good this year for Cleveland, um, which stinks. But I allow it because they allowed that money that was going to Barlow to go to De Los Santos, who they got in return, and Yuki Matsui and Wusako. So I would rather go that route. Thin out your money and spread it around to multiple parts of your bullpen rather than signing big guys. And in the case of more recent developments, an extension for Robert Suarez, which is... I'm not completely out on the guy, but I am very worried because all of his swing and miss stuff was just gone last year. And he's a little bit older on the grand scheme of things. He's like, how old is Robert Suarez? I think he's 31 now. Um, that you shouldn't go that route when you're trying to build a bullpen, especially a bullpen that is that has multiple issues with it. It wasn't just one guy. Right, If you're a bullpen that's like pretty solid and steady, maybe you're in the top 13, 10 of bullpen ERA, something like that maybe, and they've been decent enough in clutch situations, then maybe you say, let's go get that one guy who could put us over the top. But I think if you're a bullpen that has multiple people struggling, you're Tim Hills of the world, you're Luis Garcia's of the world, um, occasionally you're Nick Martinez's of the world, right? Then I think instead, I like the route that the Padres went. And I think that that goes for the rest of this offseason. Jordan Hicks, I believe... Didn't he? Did Jordan Hicks just sign? Yes, Jordan Hicks just signed a huge deal with the Giants. Now, he's a little bit of an interesting exception because he signed and apparently they want to use him as a starter. But let's pretend for a second that he's not used as a starter. I just don't want to go down that route because also, if you look at Padres' recent history, they have succeeded in finding that really great closer um, or at least proficient enough closer in the case of, say, a Mark Melanson um, a couple years ago. That I just think spending big on this position is, is fool's gold. I really do, especially when you're in the contract 
issues, world, salary, cap, madness that the Padres are currently under at the current moment. Uh, so that would be my thing. Stop buying high on relievers. Um, stop going big on that department. It's really tricky. Because look at Robert Suarez. Guy was throwing gas. Like, all 2022. Gets hurt in 2023, boom. He, he might be cooked. Right? This could be a sunken cost for the Padres. But we'll have to see. I'm not totally giving up on him because he was coming back from an injury. And his decline in swing and miss stuff was almost so great that I want to... Maybe there's a mean average between the two. But we'll see. Um, but before we continue, ladies and gentlemen, the rest of my resolutions, including... I think some more obvious ones and some less than obvious ones uh, that I think is going to go against what the Padres have basically been doing for since I've been covering this podcast, since I've been covering this team, you know? So we're going to get into that in just a second, guys. But before we do that, folks, let me just take a second to talk to you about our good friends over at FanDuel. We love FanDuel, ladies and gentlemen. FanDuel is fantastic. How many times do I have to say that? How many times do I have to tell you guys, get on this podcast and tell you and worship the folks at FanDuel? Because here's the thing, you know, NFL playoffs, uh, rest in peace. <laughs> if you guys heard me last week, I said, be careful with those Dallas Cowboys. If you place the bet on the Cowboys, you probably didn't work out. But let me tell you one thing, even if it doesn't work out, FanDuel right now, new customers are getting 150 bucks in bonus bets, guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, that's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. That's right. So if you put one and you took my advice last week and you use this locked on code and you bet on the Cowboys, don't worry. You still got some extra cash out of it. Just don't do that ever again. Okay. The Cowboys always let you down. Don't do it. Don't do it. So please do not do that. It's like betting on the, the Dodgers to win the playoff game. You know what I mean? Uh, so be sure to go check that out, guys. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use and there are so many ways to bet live same game parlays a new explore tab that they've got to explore different possible bets for you making a parlay in their parlay hub is very easy it's the best and most popular way to find parlays of course check that out over unders player props uh they'll certainly Fanduel. i imagine will have some really fun ones for the super bowl i know we're a couple uh weeks off of the big old game but check in for that too that should be a lot of fun guys so visit fanduelcom slash locked on and make your first bet a layup Fanduel official partner of the NFL. But folks, that ain't all. Oh, no, 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 no. That is not all, at, not all at all. See what I did there? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to you about our good friends over at Ibotta. We love Ibotta here. Ibotta is very cool, ladies and gentlemen. Let me talk to it. Look, the new year for a lot of people, guess what? It's, it's time to save money. You blew all your cash on Christmas presents or maybe just going out and having a good time celebrating the holidays. Maybe you, you got some eggnog. Maybe you, you got yourself some cool video games, right? Like you got all sorts of stuff, right? Well, ladies and gentlemen, stop shopping and getting nothing in return, right? You don't want to do that. And Ibotta is here to help you out. It is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys to books to whatever, right? In the case of me, I just bought a book the other day. And guess what? Ibotta is helping me out. You can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns up to 100, not up to, my apologies. Uh, I can't speak. This is how excited I get. 
when it, when it comes to saving money with Ibotta, ladies and gentlemen. The average Ibotta user earns $145 a year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Buy that flight you've been eyeing, the game you're dying to go to, maybe a Padres game? I don't know. I don't know, folks. Or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much, but with Ibotta, those points can be used big time. Folks, upload your receipt and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering Lockdown Padres listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKDOWNMLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back. If you use code locked on MLB, remember that's Ibotta, I B O T T A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the promo code locked on MLB. You can thank me later. And just like that, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Locked On Padres podcast. I know it was a long ad read. Guess what? Hey, look, long ad read for a long episode. Maybe. I'm trying not to make it too long, but. We're, we're vibing out here. We're in a good mood because we are talking about the things that we want to be different about Padres baseball this next year. We've already talked about the big contracts and no more wash guys. Here's another one. Speaking of big, no more big time trades that implode the farm system. Enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. No Juan Sotos, no Musgroves, no Snells, no Darvishes, no Clevengers, no... What else? What else have we done lately, right? Josh haters, right? Here's the thing. I am not saying that the Padres farm system is full of dynamite prospects and that we're going to be coming going to become the 1927 Yankees. Or heck, the Dodgers right now. Or heck, the 90s Yankees. Or heck, the Giants from those years ago. What what was it? 2 years ago? Yeah, remember when that team owned 107 games? That was stupid. Anyway, I do not want to blow up this Padres farm system. Um, And this basically would apply, in my opinion, to guys like Luis Robert, to guys like Dylan Cease. Players that I would love to have, but you know what they say the definition of insanity is, right? The Padres still have not won over 90 games in A.J. Peller's tenure. So while the big trades are fun, we've already made enough of them. It's not like we don't have Tatis and Manny and, and Xander Bogart still. You got Musgrove, you got Darvish. You have the core. So instead of thinking that the only way to fix things on this roster is to simply keep getting superstars, I would look in a different direction. Have those farm-grown players. Stop having a culture, uh, a locker room even, dare I say, that is full of just mercenaries, guys that came from other teams and are big buck players. Instead, I think there's some cohesion needed. And I think that that would play a big part. Again, these young players, they might only amount to like 0.5 wins above replacement. And I know everyone keeps yelling at me, well, Javi, they're losing Snell. That's four wins right there. They're losing Hater. That's two wins worth of F4, right? And my thing is, I understand. But when you have so many big star players, but you're getting nothing out of the, the surplus, out of the backup troopers, those backup troopers, the 0.4s, the 1s, the 0.8s of the world, that can eventually equal the amount of stuff you're getting from those other players. And that coincides with the fact that you need the big superstars to perform well. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they at least have those guys. Betting on Machado, Bogarts, and Tatis to be awesome this year is not fool's gold. Like, there's actually precedent and reason to believe that that can happen. So for me, my thing is, I just don't want to blow up this Padres farm. They keep doing this, and it has not resulted in 
overall success. Don't get me wrong, they were very they went really far in 2022, but even still, it's not like that team was amazing. They just had like a really good vibe to them. You had Alfaro hit like five walk-off home runs, which broke the Padres record for a single season from a player, right? Like just just think about that for a second, guys. Jorge Alfaro did that. Don't you think maybe there was a tad bit of luck involved? So that's my thing. Let's not make it too lucky and instead bet on your Jacob Marcy's, bet on your Jackson Merrill's, bet on all of these guys who Baseball Perspective and Baseball America love, by the way, right? If you look at Baseball Prospectus's um, top 10 that just came out the other day, Jackson Merrill, Ethan Salas, Drew Thorpe, Dylan Uska, Robbie Snelling, they have Drew Thorpe above our super talented Lesko and Snelling. Jairo Iarte, Adam Mazur, Samuel Zavala, Dylan Head, Graham Pauly, who my buddy Arm Layton, if you want to go, guys go, want to go check out that episode on Padres Prospects, thinks is a stud and going to be a huge riser this year. And he's willing to go out on a limb on that, right? I want to keep those players. I'm really excited about that. And if you look at Baseball Prospectus' top 100 overall, they've got Merrill at number 10, Salas at 12, Thorpe at 45, Lesko 46, Snelling at 55. That's nuts. Javi, it's just one site. Fine. Baseball America's top overall list. Tied with the Orioles, Rays, and Yankees for the most in their top 100 is the Padres. Ethan Salas at 8, Merrill at 17, Snelling at 27, Lesko at 38, Thorpe at 58, and Leotis DeVries at 99. That's right. Orioles, Yankees, Rays. Those are the teams that everyone loves relishing and talking about how great of a farm system they have. I stand by this. I think the Padres' farm system is being underrated. I'm not saying it's better than those other teams. I think the Orioles are like looking at potential dynastic value, right, with their farm system and their current major league roster if they allocate their resources properly, which I don't know if they will. Um, but for me, my thing is like believe in some of these guys, believe in them to be as good as you know decent, okay players. You think one of these guys can't give you the barrel that the I'm sorry the um, the value that Jake Cronenworth gives you? I would take that bet. I bet you one of them can or all of them or whatever. And even if you don't believe in them, I'd rather just keep the assets right now instead of blowing up, giving up Merrill, Salas, and Snelling for Luis Robert. You know what I mean? I know that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I just, I'm not into blowing up the farm anymore. I think they should give it a shot. I know that farm system guys have been a little bit hit or miss sometimes, but I believe in this crop and I believe that we should just try this just for sake of not trying it yet. You know what I mean? And for my, any of my comic book super nerds who might be familiar with the current X-Men comics, one character goes back in time, basically, and tries going with different characters down that route and eventually tries a fourth route that's crazy and in involves, like, you know, just destroying all these things. They're like, yeah, I've just tried this because we simply have not tried it yet. Something like that. Really ridiculous analogy I just made, but that's kind of how I feel about the Padres heading into 2024. Let's keep the prospect and farm system intact and go from there. If we're really damn good by the trade deadline, maybe you ship off one guy and get some enforcements, but you have the stars already and the bigger superstars has not equated to winning. So that's me. That was a lot, ladies and gentlemen, that was a lot. The next thing I wanna talk about for a resolution, which a little bit goes against what I was saying, a little bit, a little bit, but I actually think that with the moves they've made this off season, They've kind of ensured that this won't happen, at least in my opinion, and especially since there's still moves to potentially make. Let's not rush prospects. This basically applies to one person in particular, and that's Ethan Salas. Ethan Salas, we're already getting reports that the Padres think he can make his debut before he's 20 at the major league level. 
And this is a young guy, and he's by some people. Some people have this guy as like a top, the, the top prospect in baseball. I've seen it, not too many, but a lot. And my thing is, this kid's 17 years old, um, and I do not want to have a situation where Luis Campizano, God forbid, you know, gets injured, and then they're like, we 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 don't know what to do. Bring up Ethan Salas. Let's not do that again. Because every time, with the exception of Tatis, who was before the season at least, and it wasn't in the middle of the season because of an injury. Or was it? Did Tatis get called up because of an injury? I'm actually forgetting. Like, genuinely. Was it ever? No. I don't think it was, but whatever. Hang on, hang on to my point. It still makes sense. With the exception of Tatis, from Weathers to Campizano to C.J. Abrams to... A whole bunch of other guys that I can't think of off the top of my head, but this just doesn't seem to work. And I do not want to keep going down this route where you're just hoping that these prospects will plug in and play when they're not ready. A Jackson Merrill? Okay. I like that. Snelling and Thorpe and some of the pitching prospects? I don't like that as much. And I think that the trade that they made with the Yankees ensures that they won't necessarily be in a position where they have to bring up a guy like Snelling, Lesko, or Thorpe, if they're not ready. It depends on what their development is. But if those guys aren't ready, they're not going to have to, like, be forced to do that. But Salas is one that I would be careful of, that they start thinking, let's let's just try and strike gold here, you know, or what have you. I do not want the only reason for the Padres to call someone up is because they're desperate, because they don't have any other guy that could play the position, et cetera, et cetera. I think that a guy like Abrams was such a great example of that, where you've had Hassan Kim, but you still called up Abrams, and he struggled, and he was a little bit of a mess. And then you traded him. So, whatever. But you get my point. That is something I do not want to see happen in 2024, and especially relates to Ethan Salas. Let's let the kid nurture. I'm super amped about it, too. But guess what? We got Campizano. We got Higashioka. Catching's okay. We'll figure it out. No rushing, please. And speaking, ladies and gentlemen, of no rushing. <laughs> um... No, not the greatest transition, but still we are going to power through before we get into the last bunch of resolutions for the year of 2024 for the Padres. I want to take a second to talk to you about our friends over at Jace. I know you guys come to sports for an escape, but guess what? It's hectic out there. It's hard for people to get their medications. It's hard for people to get medications while traveling, but guess what? Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We're here to help you out. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I can't imagine, folks, but guess what? Jace Medical is here for you. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, skin infections, among others, this stuff could happen to any one of us, which is important, which is why you need to be covered for sure. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com, locked on for $20 off. Go check it out. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, in the waning moments of Locked On Padres 2024 edition with the cool hoodie. We're doing good out here. The next item on the list of resolutions. Talk about prospect stuff. Um, this one's a little bit small, but let's not buy high on guys at the deadline. 
Um, if the Padres aren't vibing well and the team or maybe let's say they are doing well. Let's say, I don't know, some guy on a like a remember on um, what's his face? Caminario of the Nationals. Now he's on, I believe, the Cubs, if I'm not mistaken. What's his name? Not Junior. Junior's the name of some top prospect. I forgot his name. Ugh, I'm blanking on it right now, but um, here's a better example. Josh Bell, or hold on, even a better example, Adam Frazier. The Padres should not be buying high on guys that are having a good season, um, that have not had good seasons before. In fact, they should buy low on guys that are usually pretty good but are having bad seasons. I think that G-Man Choi and Garrett Cooper were good examples of that last year. Or you hope for a, a Jake Berger type. I just think that at the deadline this year, they should be really calm and they should be like, you know what? Let's build around the edges, be solid. We don't have to do anything crazy. And still, there's still time. We don't know what's going to happen. And I think that that's what's really key about this offseason is don't splurge on everything available because this is a very weak free agent class um, by relatively speaking, especially to the past few years, that you shouldn't be like, well, this is like Cody Bellinger, I think is a great example where I'm actually somewhat pro. Cody Bellinger, but I'm not pro at the price that he's currently asking for. And let's pretend for a second that that's a prospect price. Brian Reynolds is a guy that Padres fans and media and everyone have been talking about as a potential fit for, I swear, like four years. Now, they just extended him. So thank the Lord that that's not really going to happen. But Brian Reynolds is like a fine player that fits on every roster, but you should not mistake that for a guy that you absolutely need. So for me, I'm basically just saying let's be cautious at the deadline and not just get who's the best available. You know what I mean? Let's try and look at what discounts you can get. I think the big philosophy for the Padres this year is to just try doing what they haven't done before. I mean, again, Brian Reynolds. This is a guy that at one point was rumored for a Juan Soto-like package. 110 WRC+, plus, 2.3 F4. It's a fine player. I'd love to have him. But am I giving up any of my top prospects for this guy? No, because I feel like I'd rather just take the chance with the prospects or... Just hope that the rest of the team is going to be built out through smaller sort of deals. You know, whether it be upgrading the bullpen, starting pitching, whatever. I'd rather do that. So if there's a player of a Brian Reynolds ca um, caliber where you're like, oh, man, the Padres, let's say Jacob Marcy, he was such a miss. It's not working out. Padres need to upgrade left field. Let's go out and get X player that is having a career year. I'd be really wary of that in 2024 because I just think that we've seen the Padres are not very good at that. And Adam Frazier was the ultimate just pinnacle example of that. Guy was an all-star second baseman for the Pirates. Came to the Padres, was very much not, ladies and gentlemen. Um, so let's not do that. Let's not buy high on guys at the deadline because of what the season they are having is. And it isn't necessarily backed up by uh, previous years. Don't assume that the guy doing well, that they figured it out. Instead, assume, hey, broken clock or hey. Guys sometimes have great years. Phil Hughes had one of the greatest strikeout-to-walk ratios in the history of baseball. Bet you didn't know that. It's true. For the Minnesota Twins back in like 2014, 2015. I forgot which year. And then fell off the next year. It happens. Guys have career years sometimes. It's not that big on those necessarily. Next one I want to talk about is, very quickly, give Luis Campizano some support and playing time. I don't think this will be an issue. It's a new manager too. I don't think this will be an issue because you, know, you got Kyle Higashioka there. I, I just don't think this will happen, but please just let the man cook. You know what I mean? Give him some time and be supportive. And what I mean by that is do not expect this guy to be JT Romuto. Do not expect this guy to be Sean Murphy. 
Instead, expect him to be a guy with a lot of flaws, particularly with defense. Sometimes putting the bat on the ball and, and runners in scoring position, right? But that was just the whole team last year. Just be patient. Um, Luis Campisano is one of the most exciting wild cards on this entire team, frankly. And I'm really, it's like him and Michael King are probably the two most exciting wild cards, um, X factors for the Padres this upcoming season. And I can't wait. Um, Campisano, if he keeps up the hitting, might even outweigh whatever he does defensively. But even if he does have defensive miscues or isn't hitting like superpower, you know, Buster Posey like numbers immediately, give it some time. These guys need time. And Campisano has had as weird of a you know, call up to the majors arc as anyone. So give Campisano some time. Next thing, minor thing. Let's not quickly extend people anymore. This one goes for 2024 and beyond, by the way. What I mean by that is just because you like what you have at the moment, don't say, let's keep this group together. Guess what? You already are keeping way too many people together. You got Tatis and Bogarts and Machado on the books for like another 10 years. So it's fine if we don't immediately rush and want to extend people. And especially if they're not star caliber players. Hassan Kim is one of those. I think Hassan Kim's an awesome player. I like him. Do I think it'd be prudent for the Padres to trade him? I do. Has there been rumors that there's widespread interest and the Padres have quietly been shopping him? Yes, and I do believe it. But even if they don't and he has a great year, don't be jumping on board that they need to extend him. Or if he has a 3.61 war type season, don't be too harsh. It's okay. If sometimes you're like, you know what, we'll sign guys to two-year contracts. We'll sign a Jed Jerko. We'll sign a, why did I say Jed Jerko? We'll sign a Brad Miller type. Guys that play you multiple positions and can give you a little bit of value. That way you're not suffering at that position. That's what I'd rather do. Um, you know, we don't want to be in another Jake Cronenworth situation. Or Hosmer. Not a Hosmer, I'm sorry. Um, or Darvish. Anything like that. So, be careful. Don't judge a book totally by its cover. Last thing, and I think this one's really important and one that I think is fandom in general that I just want to express. Um, number one, it's it's a two-sided thing. Don't assume how players feel based on body language. You're not a psychologist, right? You're not a, you know, you're not uh, the gal from Poker Face. Shout out to Natasha Leone. You're not her. You're not, you know, some person who could read minds. You're not Charles Xavier. Do not assume that guys say laughing, having fun, whatever, going to parties means that they don't care. Too many different variables for how that turns out. And number two, do not assume who the locker room cancers could be. There's been a lot of reports about Padres locker room and them not necessarily gelling well together. I don't have any inside sources on that personally. And I know that we had, I believe, was it Austin Hedges? I think it was Austin Hedges um, last season say, oh, well, you know, that team started losing right when they lost Hosmer. And it's like, well, we also were very bad once with Hosmer, too. And also, if he was so valuable in the locker room, then why isn't he on any major league team? I think that, just to get back to the point, do not assume that it's anyone in particular. I think that that's bad. Um, and I think it's, fr frankly, quite toxic. Um, do not assume it's Manny Machado just because of the way he acts. Although, yes, it is funny to make jokes, right? Like, I did enjoy the when Kevin Acey put out the article and then they said this is what we see and then versus what Manny sees and it shows the baseball coming in and it's Kevin Acey's face. Yes, the memes and everything can be fun, but let's not assume that guys don't care based on certain mannerisms or how they act in the dugout or how they act at press conferences. Um, I'll never forget the, I use this analogy a lot, but watching Hell's Kitchen a while ago, and this one guy was smoking a cigarette after his team lost, and another guy was, like, throwing a chair, 
And the guy who throwing a chair got mad at the cigarette guy, uh, assuming that he didn't care. When in fact he was just processing processing it differently. We're not that smart. Again, we can't read minds. Do not assume that guys don't care. Um, is basically my thing. Um, or assume that one guy's a leader versus versus not. One's a locker room cancer. It's it was it was Trent Grisham. He didn't care. He was lazy. And it's Tatis. He's a diva. He doesn't get along with Manny. He hates him. Let's not assume that stuff. Um, because also, guess what? Locker rooms are going to be bad when your team's bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't think that it's news that the Padres locker room wasn't great. And also, in baseball, it doesn't always mean the most things. Go look up Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds' beef history, for example. Uh, so that's what I would do, guys. That's what I would do. No assumptions, please. That'd be great. But before we wrap up, guys, let me just talk to you one more time about the Padres' resolutions for the new year. No more aging washed guys, no more chunky contract relievers, no more big trades that implode the entire farm because the farm system I genuinely really do believe in. No rushing prospects, particularly like Ethan Salas, just because you're desperate and want a spark plug and want your next Tatis so immediately. No buying high on guys that haven't shown pre, um, pre this season um, signs of being that good. Uh, especially at the deadline. Give Luis Campuzano some time and do not expect all-star level stuff immediately. No contract extensions. If a player is doing well, do not rush to what's going on now. And no more assumptions about the Padres' locker room, potential cancers, or how they feel about the team. You know, no assumptions there. But that all being said, everybody, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Tomorrow and Friday, fun episodes. Going to be doing some crossovers with Lockdown Diamondbacks host Millard Thomas and Lockdown host, um, Lockdown Mets host Ryan Finkelstein. One of them. I'm not going to reveal the, the the exact thing we're getting into, but with Millard, we're going to talk about the NL West offseason. What exactly is going on with every team? Comparing each free agent's uh, spending and whatnot, and all the moves everyone's made, and then also looking at the over unders. Because the Padres one came out. And personally, I think it's way too low. That's right. I think there are haters out there against us. So that should be a lot of fun. And also going to be taking a look next week at the remaining free agents. Just talk about any remaining free agents that might be out there. It might be interesting for the Padres or just frankly interesting in general. Because that's what we do out here. Because uh, there's still free agents. I know it sounds crazy, but there's still a lot of them. So lots to talk about, guys, as always. And until next time, stay safe. And of course, stay faithful. My Fire Faithful home is... Take care.